Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I help you harness the potential of your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and I teach the American accent. I teach the American accent online, and I have a lot of fun doing it. I meet interesting people from all over the world, and I often have classes with people while they're in their homes. These days, we home office quite a bit. We work from home, as if it's an office. Home officing. And this is extremely common these days. And you know something about your home? When you're in your home, day and night, you want to keep it in tip-top shape, right? You want to keep your home clean. Because when your home is clean, you feel better. You feel at peace. You know where everything is. And so today, I want to talk about how we clean our homes. Really, I just want to talk about the words that we use to clean our houses because it's a very common thing. And of course, this is something that you could listen to while you are cleaning your house. Beyond that, if you learn these words right now, you can practice them the next time that you need to clean your house. Or, who knows, maybe you just pay somebody else to clean your house. Nothing wrong with that. You're helping them out. They're helping you out. And this way you make sure that you're communicating the tasks that you want to give them effectively. So let's talk about cleaning the house and the types of words that we use when we are cleaning our houses. Now we'll get into that in just a moment. First, I'd like to ask you to hit subscribe. Hit subscribe, give this a little heart or a plus or whatever the symbol is on the app that you're using because... That's going to ensure that you are notified whenever I've got new content out. So subscribe to this show, follow this show, whatever you like, hit subscribe and you will be notified. What else do I got for you? Well, today, of course, we're not going to get into too much accent detail. However, we are going to be talking about vocabulary. If you are looking for things about accent and you're looking for materials to boost your accent, not a problem. I've got that available for you, my friend. Check out my video course and learn how you can better control your stress of the American accent. All by just using the letter T. We get a well-rounded view of the letter T. We've seen a few podcast episodes about this and how it changes depending on its stress and positioning in the word. Well, this is extremely common, and this video course breaks it down for you and gives you a ton of real-life examples to help you adjust your own speech to using this. So, check out the video course and take control of your speech stress, take control of your sounds, and take control of your spoken English. On with this show, let's talk a little bit about cleaning the house. Cleaning the house. Suppose that you wake up one day, a Saturday morning, we'll say, And you look around the house and you say to yourself, oh, things are a mess. Things are a mess. It's all right if things are a mess. It happens. It's human. We're messy. What's important is that you recognize that it's a mess and that you take the time to clean that mess. So you decide to commit this Saturday morning to cleaning the house. We'll say it's 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., something like that. This is a noble task to commit your Saturday to, and one that must be done. So let's get started. Where do we start? Well, considering you're getting out of bed, and you're done using your linens for the day, let's get those clean, shall we? Now, what are linens, you may ask? 
Well, these are the sheets from your bed. The comfy, soft layer that separates you from your mattress. Linens. Now, some people don't wash their linens often enough, and you know who you are. Let's just take a little responsibility on this day and wash our linens. So now that you've selected what you want to wash, let's see what kind of words we use to describe the action of washing these clothes. We can say something as simple as washing clothes or doing laundry. Those are common. I'm washing my clothes. I'm doing some laundry. Personally, I like to say I'm throwing in a load of wash. Throwing in a load of wash. I'm just getting a load of wash done. Throwing in a load of wash. You can say throwing in a load of laundry. That's also good. Personally, for me, throwing in a load of wash. We're putting those fabrics into the washing machine to be washed. Now, of course, we can't just sit beside the washing machine and wait for the clothes to be cleaned. We have other chores to do, so we'll come back to that load of wash later. Load of wash, load of laundry. We'll come back to it shortly. So where do we go next? Well, how about looking around and seeing that your windows are not looking great? Maybe there's some smudges or fingerprints on the glass. Maybe there's some flies collecting in the windowsill. You know how those flies are? They bang on the window and then they just fall down to the windowsill, that bottom part in the bottom of the window. Whatever it is, you know what to do. It's time to wipe the windows. Now we don't only wipe the windows; we spray and wipe the windows. However, if you say only wipe the windows, you'll get your message across just fine. Wipe the windows. It's the whole action of cleaning the windows. Now the windows are clean, sparkling clean. You can hardly even notice that they're there. But what you do notice is a little bit of dust. There's dust all over. And how do we get rid of the dust? Well, we dust. We dust to get rid of dust. When we dust things in the context of cleaning, we are removing dust. Isn't that funny? When we dust, we kind of undust. We remove the dust. We clean the dust. Now, undust is of course not a real word. So we just say dust. Like to dust, dust like d u s t is both a verb and a noun here. So what do we dust? What do we clean the dust off of? Well, we dust our furniture, we dust our lamps, shelves, cabinets, televisions, computer screens, anything that collects dust. We dust these areas. We remove the dust from these areas. We dust them. Typically, you use a duster for this. We use a duster to dust away the dust, or else you could use maybe like some kind of microfiber cloth that the dust will stick to. It's good for wiping dust away. There's some handy gloves and stuff that they sell. Just a side note: if you watch any crime shows, you'll likely hear the phrase "dust the place for prints." This is referring to searching for fingerprints and shoe prints. Using a special dust that investigators use. Investigators are not cleaning the crime scene; that would be very counterproductive to the investigation. But they dust the place. They they spread dust all over, so that they can identify any clues. 
back to cleaning the house, the dust has been removed. And you look down at your feet, and you see that the floor is now covered in dust that you brushed down onto the floor. Not only dust, but also crumbs and dirt and, and maybe some stuff that you really don't want to look too closely at. So, you decide that your next task will be to sweep and mop the floor. Now, there are newer technologies for this, of course. There are Swiffers and Roombas. I'm old-fashioned, however, and I stick to my roots. I sweep and I mop the house. Maybe not enough, maybe not as frequently as I should, but I get the job done. So let's start with sweeping. Well, personally, I like to grab a broom, go to one end of the room, and start sweeping. This way I can keep track of the areas that I've already covered. Once you have the dirt and dust swept up into a nice, neat little pile, you brush it into a dustpan and throw it away. There's a great phrasal verb right there. Throw it away. Discard something into the trash. Now we repeat this process all over the house. Each bedroom, the stairs, the entrance, where people kick dust from their shoes and boots. We do that all over. And so now that you've swept the entire house, it's time to mop. You mop the house. You see, just like dust, mop is used as both a verb and a noun. Broom, the tool that we use to sweep, doesn't have the same effect. I wouldn't say I'm going to broom the house. I can't say that for all English speakers. I'm sure that there may be some people out there who say I'm going to broom the house. But for myself, I sweep the house with the broom. But I mop the house with a mop. Like I said, similar to dust. We dust the dust off of the furniture. So, on to mopping. You fill a bucket with some water. You slop your mop over every inch of the hard flooring in the house. You change your water a couple of times to keep it fresh. And there's a pleasant scent of green apples in every room that you pass through. Washrooms, bedrooms, closets. Once the job is done, you rinse the mop, clean any muck off of it, and you hang it somewhere to dry. There's a great word right there, muck. What is muck? Well, muck is like gunk. It's some sort of goopy waste that's best disposed of right away. You certainly don't want to leave any muck stuck to your mop. Now, we've done a good amount of work at this point. It's safe to assume that at least an hour or so has passed. And you check on the washing machine and you see that the cycle has been completed, the full washing cycle. Your linens have now been washed. Now, there are a couple ways that we can go from here. Some people may prefer to hang their clothes out in the sun to dry. And if it's a nice sunny morning, maybe with a light breeze, this is a great way to get your clothes fresh and dry without running up the power bill. If you do this, you can say that you're hanging the load to dry. Notice it's not a load of wash anymore. It's just a load hanging the load to dry. However, weather conditions are not always ideal for drying clothes outside, and many American homes come with a dryer to get the job done. So in this case, we take that load, not a load of wash, but just a load, and we toss the load into the dryer. We toss it. A toss is like a light throw. We toss the load from the washing machine into the dryer, close the door, and 
fiddle with the settings. You know, the time and the heat, whatever you need. Now, I'm sure many of you are aware of this, but being a property owner means doing yard work. Your yard is the open air space of your property outside of your house. And keeping that maintained is a year-round job. This is yard work. The work it takes to maintain your yard, your property where the grass grows. So while the linens are in the dryer, let's get a bit of yard work done. Now, I'd like to cover the yard work that many North American homes deal with all throughout the year. In Canada, in the States, there are different chores depending on the season. For example, in the summer, if you have grass growing on your property, this grass needs to be cut regularly. If you don't cut the grass, it'll turn into a jungle-like environment and uninvited animals will probably take up residence there. So fire up that lawnmower and get the grass cut. Now another word for cut the grass? Mow the lawn. You've got to mow the lawn with a lawnmower. Cut the grass. Mow the lawn. Growing up, my house had a huge grassy backyard. Cutting that grass was a job often assigned to myself, and it took a good three hours or so to get the whole job done, to get that lawn mowed. Three hours. Took forever. It's not a tough job to get done, it's just boring. And three hours of it is not an ideal way to spend your Saturday, especially as a teenager. But the job has to be done, so just best to get it over with. Mow the lawn. That's a, some yard work that you typically got to do in the summer. Now, how about the fall season or the autumn season? Same meaning, different names. It's a beautiful season. Lots of falling leaves, but cleaning those leaves off of your lawn takes a little work. There's no avoiding this job if you want to maintain a clean property. And so on Saturday morning in the fall, you may find yourself raking leaves. We use a rake as a tool to clean leaves. And the action we take, we refer to as raking the leaves. We then load them into bags and set them out to be disposed of. Much like mowing the lawn, this job may take all day, may take all week, or just an hour or two. Just depends on how large your property is. Unfortunately, these leaves that fall off of the trees also collect in our gutters. Gutters. This is this metal rim around houses, around the roofs of houses. It's designed to make rainwater flow to one specific spot. In the autumn season, leaves will likely collect in these gutters. And it is every homeowner's responsibility to ensure that they are cleaned. We clean the gutters and we collect the leaves and the muck from the gutters out of the house and ensure that the rainwater can flow just where it's supposed to. Fall season chores, you clean the gutters, you rake the leaves. You also put the leaves in a bag, you bag the leaves, and you dispose of them. Now here's another season for you, winter. The winter season also calls you to do some yard work if you live in an area with a lot of snow and ice. In these areas, you will often see people up and at them, bright and early in the morning, shoveling snow and salting ice. You see, when it snows at night and you have to get up for work in the morning, you aren't likely to get very far if your driveway is full of snow. It's not good for your car. 
Shoveling snow from one's driveway is a necessity. Now, salt, like I said, you salt the ice. Salt gives you a little friction when you step on the ice, and it melts it a little bit. So salting the ice is an essential task in the mornings to make sure that you don't slip when you step out of the door. Salt the ice and shovel the snow from the driveway. Salt the ice. Okay, so at this point, your yard work has been completed. You've mowed the lawn or shoveled snow, rake leaves, depending on the season. And you check the time and you see that your linens are likely dry by now. Your linens your sheets. So back to the laundry room we go. You open the dryer door and there's still a little damp. D-A-M-P. A little damp. This is to say that they are just a little bit wet and maybe not all of the water has been dried out yet. We've all been there before. You're late for work. In the morning, you grab a pair of pants from the dryer and it's damp. You figure to yourself, whatever, they'll dry soon enough. But you don't consider the fact that they will be incredibly uncomfortable. Maybe they'll even get that damp laundry smell at some point in the day. Very unpleasant. And we sure don't want a damp sort of feeling on our bed sheets, our linens. And so we pop them back in for another half hour and we take on a new task. Now what's the next task? The house is clean on the inside, the yard, It's also looking nice, nice and neat. How about your car? How about your vehicle? Does it need a little vacuum? Maybe a quick wash? Hey, cars get dirty. It's part of life. Your car gets dirty. And on the inside, you've got coffee cups, old papers, maybe a change of clothes or a sweater in the back seat for a chilly day. And on the car itself, you know, dirt gets piled and caked on there. Dust and pollution and and maybe coffee spilled on your car somehow. Well, we are going to clean that junk out, wipe the windows and the dashboard, and vacuum the floors and seats. It doesn't take long, but it makes driving a much more pleasant experience for everyone involved. Now, how about the outside of the car? We can't forget to wash it. If the weather conditions are ideal, hose that car down. This is to say, soak it with a hose. Hose it down. Soak it with a hose. So once your car is hosed down, grab a sponge with some soap and scrub your car down. We hosed it down and now we're scrubbing it down. We cover it in soap and scrub away any dirt. So far, so good. But of course, we can't just leave a vehicle sitting there covered in soap. We need to rinse the soap off. Rinse it off. We hose it down, scrub it down, rinse it off. So remove that soap and dirt from your vehicle with the hose. And keep it nice and clean. Now, a lot of people like to wax their vehicle at this point. And that's a good idea. It gives your car a little extra shine and it looks sparkling clean when you do this. Again, notice how I say wax our vehicle, wax the car. Again, a verb, to wax. And this verb is also a noun, wax, the wax. We use wax to wax our cars. Wax, wax. 
All right, so the car is cleaned and it's been waxed, and it's getting a little bit late in the morning. You know, we'll say it's maybe around eleven forty-five, just about lunchtime. Surely your load of linens must be dry by now. So once more, we head back to the laundry room. We check on the load and find that our linens are finally dry. This leaves us with just one more chore this morning: make the bed. Make the bed. Now, making the bed does not mean constructing a bed, as the phrase might lead you to believe, but rather preparing the sheets, the blankets, the pillows, everything that you need for sleeping. Getting them all ready, nice and neat, for bedtime later. Making the bed. So we bring our nice, clean linens back to the bedroom. We make the bed and finally feel at peace. The windows are clean, shelves are dusted, the floor's been swept and mopped, the yard work all taken care of, and a load of wash is now a nice, clean, made bed. Our chores are done for the day, and we're ready to enjoy our weekend. So, is this routine familiar to you at all? If so, use it to boost your spoken English. Take a look at these phrases; they're all listed down in the description, and remind yourself of them as you go through your own daily chores. Well, we're going to get to wrapping this one up for today, folks. This has been a nice, fun episode. I've had a fun time preparing this one. I got my house cleaned a little bit, thinking of the vocabulary and the steps I wanted to teach you guys. I definitely got my bed nice and made now, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. My car could use a wash. Car could definitely use a quick little wash, but whatever. I've got to record for now. Thank you very much for tuning on in today, folks. It has been an absolute pleasure to teach you all about the type of vocabulary that you need to describe some regular human routines. Thank you very much for tuning on in, and I look forward to giving you many more tips in the days to come. Make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you hit like, and make sure that you enjoy your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner, and clean up after. Clean up after. Wipe the table, wash the dishes, do the dishes. And you know what? If you want more vocabulary, if you're someone who's passionate about cleaning, I know people. My father, my dad, he's passionate about cleaning. This man. So if you are like my dad and you're also passionate about cleaning, make sure that you take the opportunity to check out episode number thirty-six: kitchen cleaning phrasal verbs. Just a little more cleaning vocabulary. Learn how to take care of the house in English. All right, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today, folks. Have a good one.